Welcome to the Forgotten Art Project Podcast, where we ask the question, what makes you feel alive? These are the stories of your pursuit. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is David, and today I am talking with Matt Harleen. Welcome, Matt. Hi. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great. Thanks. So uh, Matt and I just met actually last week and he shared a little bit about his story and I was like, oh man, this is a cool story. I'd love to to hear more about it and have you share that with with other people. So why don't you feel free just to jump right in and uh, get us started. Okay. So um, I uh, have been an artist uh, all my life pretty much that, that I can remember. The, my earliest memories now, I'm 63 years old, and so go back too far, and it's really hard to remember. But in kindergarten, <laughs> I, the, the, the things that I remember most are, had to do with art projects. And um, when I got into high school, I took art for four years. And, and uh, as I was getting ready to graduate, uh, I was encouraged to study something that I could make a living at. Um, so I studied engineering and became an electrical engineer and focused on... Uh, um, focused on computer hardware for a long time. So I, I kind of, I've been an artist, but I've been on a detour for 41 years. Uh, and then uh, four years ago, um, that detour abruptly ended. Um, I was test riding a bicycle. I was, I was shopping for a bicycle. And while I was riding this bicycle, I had a collision with a pickup truck. And uh, that, uh, I don't remember the actual collision. It's just, it's, it never got into my memory. Um, but I do remember laying on the ground and the paramedics sliding a backboard underneath me and uh, asking me if it was okay to cut off my shirt. You know, just little simple things like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, this, uh, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I was in the hospital for five days and uh, they told me that I had a, a traumatic brain injury. Um, wow. Two and a half months later, I tried to go back to work and um, it, it just, it wasn't working. And three or four months later, uh, while I was still trying to work, one of my employees who was kind of, I was a manager and the employee who was kind of backing me up um, asked to speak with me and he said, this isn't working. And, and so uh, I wasn't getting any better Mm. and was asked to get, uh, well, I, we arranged, we figured out that the best thing for him to stop working. Mm. Um, during that so, recovery time. Yeah. Can I interrupt you for a sec? Sure. If you don't mind sharing, um, how, how was the brain injury affecting you? Um, I, at, at the start, so it was the, the thing that hurt the most, uh, there was a fracture of my skull. Uh -huh. There was some bleeding inside of inside of my brain, not a lot. They didn't have to do surgery to stop it. It it was a little bit, but I did have some blood coming out of my left ear. Um, I had some broken ribs. Um, my right shoulder was pretty banged up, and uh, had a broken big toe. Mm. Interestingly enough, the bicycle wasn't only got a few scratches on it. <laughs> I, I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> yeah. So when you were trying to work again, was it like short-term memory loss or what was, how was it affecting your work? Um, it was 
difficulty finding words, difficulty mm. with, with communication, difficulty with just being able to focus. Mm. Um, and I would get tired very quickly. When I was working, I was advised that I should work um, for four hours on Monday, take Tuesday off, work four hours on Wednesday, take Thursday off so that I had time to recover. Mm. When they first told me, you know, you need that day to recover from four hours of work, I was kind of, huh? Yeah, that seems crazy. Yeah. I needed it. Wow. Uh, it, it was difficult. Mm. And I had all this plan. The engineer in me was, you know, I can, I can work for four hours for a couple of weeks and then I can up that to five hours and, you know, work my way up. So to, mm -hmm. within three or four months, I'll be back at full time. I, within three or four months, I was still struggling to work four hours on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm, uh, and you can't, you can't be a professional engineer doing that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it was really just the mental fatigue is, is a problem that is still my problem today. Mm. Um, and I, how long has it been since the accident? It's been four years. Four years. Uh, February 27th of 2016. Okay. Um, but you know, during that time, the, some of the things I could do was I could paint. And since I've been an artist all my life, I started painting. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that did a, a number of things. It, it's good for the brain to kind of have to think through that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was relaxing and you know, it's kind of therapeutic kind of activity. So that, um, and I found that it was really helpful for me to find something that I could do as opposed to being in a position where you know I can't do anything anymore. I mean, I, I can't imagine sitting, spending all my day on a couch streaming Netflix or watching, mm -hmm. or yet watching daytime TV. Or yeah, <laughs> soap operas or what, I don't know what's on. I have no idea what's on daytime TV. But yeah, yeah. So man, that's so interesting. Um, when. I mean, because you, you're like, no, I'm I'm a professional engineer. Like, I got this down. I've been doing this for 40 years. And then now to be like, I can't do this. So what else am I going to do? And during that time when you were an engineer, were you doing some painting like as a hobby on the side oh, still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and and I, I would, um, the Crocker Art Museum in Sacramento would have uh, classes that they would put on for for members of the museum or, or even you know anyone that wanted to come in and and I would take classes from time to time and and I would have a sketchbook and I would draw pictures with my grandkids or my children you know, when when they were younger and you know, so you know I I've, I've been drawing and painting for a long time and in fact the month just before the the accident I was taking a, a watercolor portrait class at the museum mm. and it was like the last class was like three days before my accident uh, nice so you know i've been doing that all along but okay just, you don't have time for hobbies yeah. when you've got a full-time career and you're a husband and a father and you know i was volunteering for boy scouts and just lots of lots of things going on you don't have time yeah now i had time yeah so did you did you come to that realization kind of slowly, or did, was it like all of a sudden you realized, oh hey, now I can do this this thing over here that I really love. I could do art all the time. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that. I, I was thinking this is something I can do while I'm recovering because when I was first hurt, 
I didn't think that was the end of a career. Right. Um, I thought, you know, I'll be back. And it uh -huh. took it took those four months after the accident of trying to work to finally let it sink. And, and then my employee coming to me and saying, this, this isn't working. Mm. And that, that was kind of hard to do. Uh, it was, it was yeah. hard to, to realize, okay, I, I, I don't give up. That's not, it's not me. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, since then I've found, well, I gave that up, but I'm doing stuff that I can do. And mm -hmm. this is, frankly, I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life. I mean, I, I would like to have more energy to be able to throw myself more into my artwork, mm -hmm. but you know, I, it, it is what it is and I'm enjoying what I can do. Cool. Yeah. I love that. You keep saying can do this. It's really easy to, to feel like, there's nothing we can do, but there's always something we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I go to a support group for people with brain injuries. Mm. Um, in fact, got, got one, we're, we're doing a zoom. We do them on zoom right now because of the yeah. situation, but, uh, um, we, uh, there are people that are fully accepting of where they are and they're happy. And there are people who are focusing on, um, when I get better, I'll, you know, when, when everything will be normal again, or mm -hmm. when I win this lawsuit and get a bunch of money, then I'll be happy again. Mm. And, and not really thinking about, you know, what, let's just focus on what I can do. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so you, you mentioned, uh, when I talked to you last, another <laughs> just can't, hard to believe thing that happened to you in, in this part of your life too. So do you want to share that a little bit of that? Sure. Um, you know, th this, this isn't, um, I mean, it, it's a little more difficult to, to tell this part of it because, um, there's, there was quite a bit of loss for me that, you know, it, and well, I'll, I'll just go through. So my wife and I were fortunate enough to be able to buy some property. This is after my accident, um, buy some property in Butte County in California um, in an area that's called Concow. It's a kind of an unincorporated part of the, of the uh, county. Um, it had a, a detached building that was a, a workshop that I made into my art studio. And uh, I was, had all my art materials there. I, uh, took all of my artwork, a lot of my artwork up there, including the artwork that I had done in high school, just all, all my collection of things that I still had. And uh, on November 8th of 2018, a fire started um, just east of Concow. And um, it quickly engulfed all of Concow and then went over to Paradise. and pretty much destroyed the whole town of paradise. Mm. Um, and um, I, I kept having hope that, you know, cause we had been working on clearing the brush from around the house and all this other stuff that you're supposed to do. And um, I kept hoping that, well, maybe my house got skipped over. Mm. Um, and I got pictures uh, 
a few weeks later that confirmed that there was nothing left of the house. Mm. Um, about a month after the fire, we were finally able to go up to the property and, and look at what was left. And I remember standing between the house and the studio and just thinking that it's, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. um, it, there was just nothing. <laughs> That's so tough. And, and at the same time, I, I had this thought that, well, I guess that's my practice round. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's a preseason or whatever you want to call it. If it was sports yeah. analogy or whatever, I, I, I get to do this all over again. I, but although uh, it's hard to do the exact same thing over again. Yeah. Um, every time it's, it comes out different, <laughs> but right. it's, uh, yeah, so, so one thing I did when I was up there, we were looking for, for what, what kinds of things might be left. And uh, from the previous Christmas, we had um, a nativity set, you know, with the Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus and the shepherds and all sorts of things. It's ceramic. And we actually found it and parts of it were still intact. Mm. It was just amazing. They were singed and kind of blackened, but we found them. Something survived. Yeah. I found a little lump of blue that must have been some acrylic blue paint that, mm. that had just kind of, it got, it, it survived. Melted to a little ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I, I still have that. Um, mm. And then I had this idea that I have all this, this burned wood um, you know, some of it's still like charred, charred wood. And I got out a bucket and I got my knife and I started scraping some of that black wood, burned wood into the bucket. Um, and I figured I would get the stuff that I needed so that I could make that into paint. Cool. And so now I have a bunch of ashes that I'm using as, as it seems right that, mm -hmm. and, uh, a lot of my paintings uh, have a little bit of my studio in them. Um, I mean, it's, you gotta, you gotta turn around and say, well, it's something good has got to come out of this. Mm -hmm. And, and have you always, have you always been like that? Like, cause what I notice about you is first of all, you're always smiling. Like this whole conversation, <laughs> even as you're telling me this devastating story, you're still smiling. So first of all, have you always been like that? Um, probably not, but I, I like to say I, I have been. But my, I grew up in a big family. I have uh, eight siblings. And um, you know, we just always did things together. And, and I guess when things went wrong, we always found a way to make things right or make the best of it, I guess you could say. Mm. And so you feel like that's something that's that's been a part of who you are since you were a kid. Yeah. There, there's another story that um, in reflecting back on some of these things, it kind of gets me, makes me realize that this is one of the things that have, has made me the way I am. When When I was in high school, I spent my summers at the Boy Scout camp as a staff member. And once one week, uh, I think I was 16 or 17 years old. The uh, 
my boss came to me on Sunday night after all of the scouts and their troops had checked into the camp. And he told me that one of the scouts in the area where I was, um, where I was responsible for um, was blind. And he wanted to work on a merit badge that required that he spend eight hours um, observing nature. Mm. Um, okay, so he, that's, a, that's a good thing for him to do. How do we help him to be able to observe? So I spent eight hours, not all at one time, but eight hours through the week with this young man um, whose nickname by his troop mates was Radar. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he and I spent those eight hours feeling and touching the trees and being able to identify this is a ponderosa pine. This is what it feels like. This is what the bark feels like. This is what it smells like. And the, the pine needles come in in three needle bundles and they're about this long. And uh, we learned about the cedars and the cottonwoods and I don't remember all the trees that were there. there there's a um, lodgepole pine is another pine tree that was up there. Mm. Uh, we talked about the rocks and the grasses and, and other plants and bushes and stuff. And so he was able to observe what was in camp with his, with his other senses. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I guess looking back on it, I guess that was one of those things that where I learned you, you focus, if you can't do something, well, then you just do it some other way. Um, you can, you can be, uh, you can be who you are without, you don't have to compare yourself to everybody else. Mm. Um, I was told a long time ago that uh, I'm not in competition with other people. I mean, I, I need to compare myself from one day to the next. Am I getting better? Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's, that's just kind of stuck with me for a long time. Um, I guess uh, maybe, maybe I'm not as competitive as I could be, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a certain freedom that comes with that, right? Cause you're, then, then you're accepting of, of who you are and yeah, you're just trying to improve yourself and it's really easy to get stuck and down on, on yourself playing the comparison game. Right. Right. It's not a very fun way to live. <laughs> no. And, and now, you know, I, I do have limitations in what I can do uh -huh. and I compensate for that. Just, yeah, I, I take more naps. I take breaks to rest my brain. Um, I mean, that's uh, the last hour. That's what I've been doing so that I could be prepared to be able to be coherent talking with you. <laughs> so, awesome. That's so cool. So, it's you know, it's, if, if I, if I spend all day in meetings, by the time I get done with the second hour, I'm, I, you would start to wonder if I had it all upstairs, you know, but <laughs> <'cause> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. I, yeah. I just love your attitude. Like, okay, if this, this isn't going to work, then let's figure out a way that it can work. And yeah. Um, you know, for you to be able to go back to your childhood passion now and like really pursue that. Yeah. So, so tell, tell me a little bit more about like how that's going. Well, so um, I, I have been 
painting and I've actually been able to sell some of my paintings over the last four years. Um, but uh, about a year ago, I decided I, I needed to figure out how to be more systematic about it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've enrolled in a, in a program, an online self-paced thing, which is important for me to be self-paced mm-hmm. uh, and uh, to, to basically learn how to be a, a mark, to market your own artwork. Cool. And, and um, it's going well. Um, I, so far, halfway through this year, I've tripled what I sold last year. That's tripled is a from a really small number to a, another, a little bit yeah. bigger but still small number. <laughs> nice, but but it's still I've got a direction that I can continue to to follow. Um, yeah, you know, and and the, the important thing in this program is to identify in yourself what your what your mission is, what your values are, what's important to you. What are you trying to 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 help people to resolve. Um, and so, you know, I, I, looking back on all of the, my different, different experiences in life, I, I've found that, you know, sometimes life turns us upside down and some people react really negatively. They, they, they mourn the things that they've lost and, and just wish for things to come back that, that can't come back. Mm-hmm. Other people embrace those changes, get turned upside down and say, well, let's, let's make the best of this. Let's, let's be positive. Um, I'm going to be optimistic. So I want to inspire people to embrace the things that they can do to uh, stretch their limits, to try and do more, to, to be positive and optimistic about life. You know, mm-hmm. when, when life turns you upside down, sometimes you just have to turn it upside down again. Mm. And, and I, I mentioned this to someone recently and, and they said, you, know, you didn't say turn it right side up again because you may not end up right side up. You, you could end up completely different. Yeah. But, but you're upside down, well, turn it upside down again. Just try it, try it another time. I love that. So with your, with your art, that's your, your mission. Does that come out in like some of the things that you create? Um, it, it does. Um, I have, I have a painting, actually three paintings that, uh, I've, that the trio, I, I call it my journey or the journey. It doesn't have to be my journey. It could be anyone's journey. It starts off showing a person laying flat on the ground like, like I was um, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then a sequence of, of pictures of, of people, of this person getting up on their knees then standing up and turning around and starting, st- starting to, to walk um, away from being on the ground. Mm. Next picture shows the same person climbing a rock. Um, and it's not a straight line climbing up. You got to kind of wind your way up. And then the third picture has this, this person tripping and falling onto the ground again and then getting back up um, mm. because um, my recovery has not been constantly going forward. It's, there's, there's been stumbles and everyone has stumbles. But you know, that's, that's a, uh, a series of, of paintings that really reflect that, that kind of um, 
that kind of sentiment or, or you know, just keep, keep moving. Yeah. It's a journey. Keep going. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love it. Is that, that's your artwork behind you there? Actually, that's a, that's a kite that I bought in Shanghai when oh. I, a long time ago. <laughs> nice. It looks like a painting from here. <laughs> it, it's, it's a kite. Yeah. Let's uh, see if you can see it a little bit. Oh, more. yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. Well, man, Matt, I think, I think that you've shared a lot of, um, you know, really valuable things and things that, you know, anybody can take away and, and implement in their own life. And I think your, your story is, is really cool. And I appreciate you sharing. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add on like, ah, you know, here's something I'd, I'd like to, to tell somebody if they're struggling a little bit or if they're on their own journey? You know, none of us are on this journey on our own. Mm. Um, and we stumble and fall and it, it, it really helps to have people that help you out. Um, there's another painting that I did, which shows a person kind of leaning over and, and I'll send you a, a picture of it, but cool. leaning over with, with this big, huge boulder on their back, uh, kind of what's the, the mythology Atlas holding mm -hmm. up the world. The Atlas stone. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, you got this, this man or this woman's, you know, hunched over, struggling to hold up this big boulder on his back. And then under this boulder, it kind of in, in almost like a shadow, there's a line of people, all different ages, uh, some on ladders, some, you know, just standing on the ground, holding up the, the boulder with this person. Um, mm. People that you don't really think are there sometimes, but they're there helping you. Um, and, you know, my wife and my family have, have helped me. Uh, there are others out there. And if, if you're struggling, reach out and find someone that can, that can help you. Um, I mean, I've, like I told you before, I've got this support group and there are people in the, my support group that that we talk and and we share and we support each other and and that really helps to get through those troubles and and helps you to realize that there are things I can do and and it really is better if you focus on those things and and you'll be happier awesome love it what can you do what can you do <laughs> can you do awesome all right well tell us uh tell us where we can find your work and where we can contact you and i'll put a put some links in the in the show notes as well okay so i have a, a web page um that is uh www.hughesoftheworld that's h-u-e-s like colors hughesoftheworld.com and that's just, that's my webpage. There's all my stuff on there. I, I need to reorganize it a little bit. Yeah, it's one of those things where I need to learn how to do it better. But um, it's just, this, this brain kind of holds me back from trying to do some of those complicated things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my email, uh, it's just my name, matt.harleen at gmail.com. Uh, and cool. uh, happy to, to talk with people. Awesome. 
Well, thanks again, Matt. It's been great talking with you today and I really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you. Good, nice talking with you.